Welcome to episode 20 of the Gentleman's Breakfast, joined by, as always, our steady, Jake. Good to see you, Seamus. Happy to have you back. It's been a little bit of a long time since we've seen each other, but let's just yeah, jump right... old content. Let's, let's get to the dish. Jump right into it. Uh, last weekend, I spent uh, the whole weekend at the second worst place on the face of the earth, Disneyland. What would the worst place be? Disney World. I had a feeling that was where you were going. Yeah, uh, and I, I had hoped to never go there again. I'd been there as a child, but I got uh, cornered into going. It. My sister advertised that Uncle Seamus was going to be hanging out with three- and five-year-old nephews. Had to fly down to L.A. So when I get there uh, Friday night, just purposely sleep in. They wake up at about 4.20. So I'm sleeping in the same... In the morning? Yeah. They wake up at 4.20 and they want to eat. So I'm sleeping in the same room, like catty corner attached to the main bedroom. Do... Just the kids wake up, or like... Well, of course, the kids wake up, which makes my sister and her husband Okay. Up. I'm wondering if they're just so in tune to it that that's just when they pop up. To be fair, time to travel does our... Uh, time oh, zones. yeah. Yeah, they're three hours ahead, it so... It affects them. They had flown in from Delaware. Yep. So they're just ready to go. So they fend them off for about an hour in the room, and then eventually you just got to take them somewhere. Sure. Feed them, whatever. I go, well, I'm fucked out. I'm not waking up. So yeah. I, I wander out of bed at like 8 or 9, walk over to the park, and I meet them. And I'll tell you what, it feels... What time? The park can't open until 8. Opens at 8. They got yeah. there right at 8, or yeah. like 7.45. I wander in there at like 9.30. Uh, and they tell me, I'll meet you by the uh, teacups or whatever. Sure. So I'm wandering. The classic red. Weaving through there. And I'll tell you what, they start off pretty well. Nothing like a 3- and a 5-year-old running up to you like... You're the greatest thing in the world. Give me a huge hug. Mm-hmm. And these guys haven't seen me in about a year and a half. Yeah. Also joined by my parents. my parents. They haven't seen me in a year and a half, so the three-year-old met you when they were one and a half? So yeah, but have... I think he just followed suit of his brother. Yeah, he just has no memory of it. But he saw that yeah, he just kind of ran after and gave me a hug. It was okay. very, very nice. Okay. So after that, I met up with my parents, and my dad usually is really excited and has to get a lot of stuff off his chest. So the next ride we do is... Uh, well, but you had already diffuse some of that because you had seen him a couple days prior. Yeah, but not a lot of it because what I do is when he comes to see me, I have a lot of my friends come over and then okay. he just talks to all of them. So you didn't he get had, a lot of alone time. He had probably spent less than 10 or 12 sentences to me. Straight. Okay. Fair enough. So we go on. When, to, when he's got to entertain that whole crowd there, yeah, you can only get so much personal time. Right? Yeah. He, so now I have to do the I have to do the QT. So we're on this the Little Mermaid ride under the sea, right? Just zipping around, and kids are getting a kick out of it. And okay. I got him tapping me on the shoulder, be like, "You know, Shame, I really want to go to the basketball game today." So in Anaheim, they had the NCAA game in Anaheim, down the street from where oh, Disneyland huh. is. Would this have been uh, a round of thirty-two game? Sixteen. It would have been Oklahoma, yeah. Oregon. And he's like, Shame, I really want to go. What do you think? I really That'd be want to a go. great game, actually. OU Oregon? Yeah. And he goes, Well, I should really see my grandkids, but I, I mean, I'm seven years old now, Shame. I really want to go to this game. So I'm handling this while, like, you know, the crab is trying to sing about under the sea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I go, I don't know, Dad. You got to do what you want to do. He's like, Yeah, but, you know, your mother's never going to forgive me, and then your sister. And this is at, like, nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I don't, I really don't want to. This is hand. the first ride that you've gotten on after you got to the park. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, This is not good. So then you have to zip around and get all the fast pass for the kids. Okay. Because you, you can't have these two monkeys in a line more than three minutes. Yep. So they just start climbing all over each other, and it's pretty entertaining. So the younger one is a complete shithead mm-hmm. and just causes chaos. Well, the older one just keeps telling him to stop doing that. Does uh, it mirror anything from your childhood? Or? 
I would imagine I was similar to the three-year-old. Yeah. Just causing chaos. I could see that. But I did get a lot of enjoyment riding rides with him because he was actually really scared on the rides. I mean, he's tiny. Oh, yeah. Like, he well, barely I mean, fits on the ball. I remember when I was a little kid, I would uh, be scared on rides. Like, loud noises. Like, you, you, you never hear loud noise when you're a kid and your ears are, like, sensitive to that, right? Yeah. Things so of that nature. I thought it'd be a great opportunity to Snapchat all of this. So I'm Snapchatting in, like, his pure fear. But he's the younger brother, so he's trying to act cool that he wants to go on all these rides. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I swear... Do we have any height restriction problems? He's, ju- he's just barely or... hitting everything. Yeah. And he's, he's got to be 35 pounds. So yeah. like when we put the lap bar down and I'm with him, I'm like, if I'm not sitting next to him, <laughs> this motherfucker could just slip he's out. He's pretty loose in there. Yeah. So he's like, he's clenched on every time. What's the limit? Like four, it has to be less than four feet because at three, he's not four 40 feet inches. Yeah. I think it's like 40 or 80. Yeah, like, three, like three and a half ish. Yeah. So after the first ride, when we got off, he was just sitting there like with a glazed look on his face. I thought he should pants. <laughs> he tries to play it off. Luckily, he didn't. So how many Mickey Mouse ice cream bars do you guys have? Uh, not too many. I mean, he, he's kind of a bad eater. He was just crushing cookies all day long while his brother was eating carrots. Yeah, and... he's a kid that's at Disneyland. Let him do what he does. Yeah. So after about three hours of that, I couldn't really handle it because it got so packed that you couldn't really move. What I didn't realize about Disneyland, there's a bunch of overweight people that are on those motorized scooters. Are there really? And they're doing it to cut lines because you can go in and cut the because whole Because they can line. claim that they're handicapped? Yeah. So we got oh on God. one of those raft rides with one of those handicapped people. Jungle Cruise, yeah. With those eight-person ones where it spins around. You oh, oh I, okay, I see, yeah. So the guy like pulls up in his cart. I'm like, how the hell is this guy going to get on here? And then he just like promptly just gets off of it and walks right on. Just hopped right up and got onto it. And they had full raincoats on. I go, why would you go on the log, uh, the rafty spinny ride if you know you're going to get drenched? So I was really perplexed. Did they have with kids with them? No, they were like 50-something years old. <laughs> that is an interesting setup. Yeah, it was very strange. But are they serving beers at this place? They are, right? Not at Disneyland. The other one that's adjacent to it, the Great American one, they, they serve beers there. Okay. And they have like a winery. That, that, that one's pretty well done. But after the first day of like three hours, I, I said, I can't handle this. So I went back, took a nap, chilled out by the pool, and then I came back for dinner. And at this point, they had spent like eight straight hours in the amusement park, not well, only handling my three- and five-year-old nephew, also handling my seven-year-old father, who also kind of acts like a six- or seven-year-old. Yep, yep. So they're sitting down to dinner. Has he already missed the game at this point? Yes, now he's, made, he's committed to missing the game. And you yep. can tell everybody is just stressed out at this dinner. Uh, so... They come around to ordering, and they order, like, a, a power pack, which is, like, carrots, broccoli, strawberries. And my dad's like, oh, what's that? Can I get that? And the waiter's like, no, you have to be a child to get that. So he was pretty upset about that. And then the whole time we're eating he, the meal... He wanted some power? Well, he doesn't want to pay any money. Yeah. So the whole time we're eating the meal, he's worried about the three- and five-year-old finishing their meal. So he's going over there and eating their food. <laughs> he's sneaking some bites out of their snack yeah. pack. So at this point... The bill comes to whatever it is, and my sister's just stressed out. She wants to leave the park. Yeah. So I was like, just leave. I'll pay for it. We'll figure it out. And then I owed her money for the ticket anyway, so sure. like, I'll pay for it. And then my dad's on... one of those running like 80 bucks or something? What? Ticket. Oh, it's like 120 For one day? Or for, for one day, it's 120 Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, I'll pay the bill. And then at this point, my dad is determined to pay the bill because he had just stayed with me in San Francisco... He wants to pay the bill. Sure. So my sister just throws me $40. Okay. And he's all up in arms that she only left $40 and it's a $120 bill. I go, what do you want? I, I said I was going to pay the bill for her. And right. And he won't let me pay. It was nice of her to 
even throw the $40. So then after that standoff, he's upset by not how, how the waiter is not quickly coming to the uh, table to pay the bill. So okay. he flagged him down like halfway through the kitchen. Okay. So we pay the bill. Uh, we get out of there. So I was like, geez. So then they, they babysit and watch the kids at night, and then I proceed to get pretty messed up with my brother-in-law and my sister. Okay. Repeat again the next day. Okay. Sleep in again. What time do the kids get up? They slept in a little bit later, about 5.15. They had adjusted a bit more, and they were a little bit more run down. Yeah. They got there. About, they woke up about 5.15. They got to the park. At this, so this time I wake up late, and I don't go to the park till like 11. I have a meal with my mom and my dad, and then we go to the park. Okay. Uh, and then I show up, and the first thing the older nephew goes, he goes, "Hey, you look, you look handsome without your glasses." Is the first thing out of his mouth. <laughs> your your dad said this. No, my five year old nephew. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, I'll take that. Oh, that's an interesting call from the five year old. Not going to make any further commentary on that. Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of you take it in stride there. Say thank you. Sure. Kids say weird things sometimes. Uh. So then we go through that, and this one's pretty good. I, I'm able to have a beer with my mom before 11 o'clock because it's the day before her birthday. So we, we suck down a pint. We go on the Cars ride. The Cars ride at California Great Adventure, pretty cool ride for anyone's age. Okay. You go through these little tours, and then you race each other. Yeah. So you have, like, a gas pedal. You can't really steer much. But you well, you're not doing anything, bit. but you, yeah. it's cool. Like, you go on the side. Like Oh, okay. It could I appeal see. to anyone. It could appeal sure. to a 40-year-old or a 3-year-old. Yeah. I mean, I think there are certain rides at Disney that... It's designed to be entertaining, so... But you can tell by the second park, because other rides, you can tell when you were a child, they only appeal to certain age brackets, where this can right. appeal to everybody. You got your teacups, and then you got your Space Mountain, right? Oh, you're trying to get the Different fast markets. pass past, eight, past 10 o'clock at the Cars ride? Okay. It, you don't get it for another 12 hours. You're done. Yeah, you can't get on there. So we did that, and then we went to another one, and then I purposely booked my flights, so I didn't have to spend that much more time there. And then my dad saw me eat it. That's, that's what I love is that you. I don't know anyone that spends as much time with their family as you do. And it never seems like you're always that fired up about it. No. And well, not with my parents, really. My siblings. Do you think that there could be something to be said for lower quantity, higher quality? Although, I mean, Disney's pretty high quality, right? So that's when you're going to drop it. But uh, What are you trying to get at? I don't know, just maybe if you didn't spend four hours with them on the phone a week, you would have more to talk about when you're in person. Yeah, but it's such a terrible environment, Disneyland. There's nothing really cool about it. It's good for the kids, though. To share their enthusiasm for, you know, Tigger and Mickey and stuff, mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah. How excited they get for things, it's that's for pretty interesting. Sure. Because the life of a five-year-old can't really beat that. Because at that point, you're not shitting your pants. You know how to do basically everything for yourself. It's probably pretty good. So then as I'm sitting down, winding the day before I fly out, my dad, who is probably 25 to 30 pounds overweight, okay. looks about five or six months pregnant, Yeah. goes to me, well, obviously not in the most tip-top shape, and goes, hey, you got to get rid of that gut shaming. <laughs> That's, that was his parting comments there. My buddy, my college buddy who was in town this weekend looked at me while we were walking to a restaurant and he's like, Jake, I'm a little drunk right now and you know that I always say this because I love you, but what are you doing to your body, man? <laughs> it's like, I mean, I'm a little over it, overweight and like the cigarettes, I just don't get that. I just don't get it. 
I know that you don't need them. I know that you could stop right now. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. You had nothing really to come back to that? You cut me deep. Of course not. What, what am I going to say? Did you, no, I'm not Did it change or anything you were doing, though? I mean, did you smoke less cigarettes yesterday? No, it didn't change anything that I did this weekend, but this is all about ratcheting up tension. Every time I get one of these comments, it gets a little tighter, gets a little tighter, gets a little tighter. Eventually, I'm hoping we're going to get a breakthrough, and I'm going to start hitting that salad a little harder. Hmm. Fruit and veggies. Do you think you'll start actually ordering salads instead of pizzas? Do you think you'll ever come to that point? I mean, it's a tough putt, but <laughs> maybe. We'll see. I've done it before. So I'm going to try to do it again. I'm gonna it's, be been, very, it's been a couple years since I've done it. but I'm going to be very candid with you. Your enthusiasm or worrisome for the national election has made me check in more than I would normally check in. Uh-oh. Are we, yeah, we're gonna are jump we going back full bore here? Okay. So I watched the CNN... Uh, Republican town. Oh, you you watched the GOP town hall in Wisconsin. Correct. So I watched the first part with Trump. Obviously, some real gold there with Anderson Cooper right. calling him out for throwing up that photo of Cruz's wife. Uh, yeah, Ted Cruz, Heidi Cruz. He said, hey, that was said, nice. I, You know, I, I thought it was a nice photo. It was a fine photo. Heidi's a pretty woman. Come on. Well, I mean, what am I going to say? I I didn't start it. That's the argument of a five-year-old. And he goes, no, I didn't. I didn't start it, though. I, I, no, I didn't. I didn't start it. And he just kept repeating that. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I don't think... He, he, then he just kept saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Anderson. But that was great comedy because I think this is the whole ploy that Donald Trump is just, just screwing with America. Because do you think he realized how much of a five-year-old he was acting at that point? No, I, he just scatter shoots. He's impossible to manage because that is the only moment in that town hall which you'll see the left play, replay, because the rest of the time... And hopefully you agree on this. Uh, Donald Trump fucking killed it. I mean, if you're an idiot watching that, yeah, he fucking killed it. He was charismatic. He was entertaining to watch. He had a lot of quips. He was engaging. He didn't stop and think about what he was going to say and sound like a politician. He just said things, right? And it just put on display for a lot of people, I think, how he's winning, why he's winning, and... What's really this, the, the real risk here is not that he wins the GOP primary because I think that as every day goes by, that becomes more and more likely. The real risk is that he has a shot at the national election. Well, I thought was interesting from that, my takeaway from that, is that it seems that CNN or you know, the liberal media, as everybody likes to say, was trying to pinhole or pigeonhole Trump into saying things, right? Yeah, they've and been trying to, without being too and then obvious. they have come up there, for a little while. and they're trying to give him layups, present, have people ask him questions. He's standing up, answering well, I questions. I didn't see the whole thing. He keeps repeating the same thing, his agenda, which is Did pretty good. Did you say Kasich? You're talking about Kasich? Kasich, yeah, you know him. Okay. About. That guy. I did know for a while. I, for a second, I thought you said Kesha. And I was like, wait, Kesha come on and play at this town hall? Kesha's probably going to be Secretary of State of Trump. Sure. Uh, no, so he's, he's up there, and they're very much lobbying him questions that he can answer and then pitch his whole thing so he, right right he's standing up there and he just looks so mismatched he has like a terrible colored pants on with his jacket Kasich's a weird dude he's like that older dude that he he kind of spikes his hair a little bit too it's a little bit gel in there just a little bit yeah he t- touch a product in there yeah uh, tries to stay a little edgy when he needs to just be you know the frumpy old man in the gray suit yeah he's 
Yeah, he's more he's more unkempt than Bernie Sanders. I don't know that I fully agree with that, but I see what you're saying. But they tried to like lay it up for him, and I think if anyone that's neutral like took away from him, like well Trump did better from what they tried to do. To him. Well, what I will say, so I appreciate you checking in on this, yeah, uh, uh, this round of the election, right? But uh, to your point about the media finally kind of waking up and trying to check Trump a little bit more, this has been done before. Um, Fox News hosted a debate probably like a month ago where you could tell that they were just out to get Trump, but they tried to make sure they went about it in the most fair way possible. And they brought up like charts and slides and uh, they fact-checked him and they came prepared and uh, it was very well done. Mm-hmm. So th- this has been done before. I think the problem is when stuff like that happens, the stupid people that support Trump just dig their heels in it even more. Because when someone's wrong about something, the way to get them to change their mind is not to just say, you're wrong. Because that's going to make them dig in even more. Um, and there's not, really, there's not really a good alternative to that, frankly. So, I mean, I think, you know, when you see how entertaining Trump was at the town hall, I mean, he's, he's, you flip two channels over and you watch another stupid TV show like The Bachelor or whatever, mm-hmm. he's comparable to that when he's on the town hall. Oh, he's, yeah, so. he's, he's entertaining. Do you see the, uh, where there's some rally, some Trump rally, and people are protesting, a 15-year-old girl is protesting, and a 50-year-old man who is supporting Trump, this is really bad oil and water here. Yeah. The video clip is he touches her breast or like what? pushed into her. He doesn't do it intentionally, but okay. she, she gets super aggressive in his face. Okay. And it looks like she's about to throw a haymaker, and she's a bigger girl. <laughs> okay. The 50-year-old fucking pepper sprays her. What? Yeah. And I was reading a blog about it. I'm like, wow, this is pure entertainment. A, this Holy is a Trump shit. rally. Why is this girl protesting? And if you're a 15-year-old girl, I get it. You want to... Do whatever you want to do. Well, that's happened at a lot of Trump rallies. People have protested. Now, there haven't been a lot of fifty-year-old men pepper pepper spraying fifteen-year-old girls, but I'll yeah. have to I'll have to check the tape on that. Oh, it was it was bad, uh, and uh, she might have like laid the guy out. But the fact that nothing happened to this dude and people just that's went about their business. Been, yeah, I don't think that any of those people have really been prosecuted, other than Trump's. Uh, campaign manager, which Anderson Cooper should not have started out with that because Trump came completely prepared to respond to questions about his campaign manager being charged with battery. Um, so that was a horrible way to start it. But anyway, I, you know, we've done a couple sideshows on uh, on the election here, so I don't want to get too deep into it. And frankly, the, the facts of the matter haven't really changed all that much, so we don't have that much to what, really comment or report what, on. Uh, primaries are... This week, are there any caucuses or whatever? Um, I think Wisconsin Tuesday or something is coming up. Um, California's in June. Um, I'm trying to think of what. Oh, the other really big one is New York. So New York's in a couple weeks. Um, so yeah, the the main two are New York and California. Um, but I mean, there haven't been any big swings in momentum, so nothing of note. It's the exact same situation. Trump still has to win, like, 53% of the remaining delegates, but most of the remaining states are winner-take-all. Does Bernie really have a chance to catch Hillary now? No. 
Still not. Still not because all the states are proportional. So Bernie will continue to win some delegates in every state, which can help fuel his campaign because, you know, it's not like on the Republican side where, like, Marco Rubio is sitting with, like, zero delegates coming out of Florida or whatever Um, because they're assigned all proportionally. But I think Bernie has to win something like 58% of all remaining delegates, which Mm. would be on the Democrat side means you have to get 58% of the popular vote, which he's just not going to do. He's going to come close. He could get 49% of the remaining vote or maybe even just over half, but the lead's just insurmountable. And that's, by the way, I'm only talking about pledge delegates. I'm not talking about super delegates here. He's going to lose even only counting pledge delegates. So the distinction not being something that I think our audience is interested in. But Do you have anything you, else? You can Google it if you want. Sure. Do you have anything else you'd like to discuss? I don't think so. I mean, I communicated before the show that I needed you to carry it. I appreciate Masters this weekend. I'm excited for I that. Appreciate the Disney content. Who are the front runners for the Masters? Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Spieth, of course. Tiger's not playing. Boy, Spieth came on strong today and then just fell apart. He hit. And he was really hot on the front end. Five birdies in six holes. Yeah, it's pretty good. And did not win. But how Masters is laid out it favors the same <laughs> suspects: Adam Scott. Jason Day, Fowler, Spieth. Who do you want to see win it? I'd love to see Ricky Fowler win. Over Jason Day? Yeah, I always prefer the American. What makes you say Ricky Fowler? I just like the way he carries himself. He's never won anything. He's gotten so close with everything. Keeps it very well composed. He's done better. I mean, we talked about this before. I didn't like him as much at first. Like I, I was kind of frustrated by his look and the fact that he tucks his ears into his fucking ball cap mm-hmm. um but uh i've come well, i've come around on him. how about george w at the course today my <laughs> god he's just a statue so to give you guys a little background you could barely even understand what he was saying george, to george w was just posted at a hole and all the players would come up and talk to him and it looks like he had two water chestnuts in his cheeks there <laughs> just posted on the the golf cart and everybody would shake hands and it was like, only approach him from the left-hand side because that's the way he can see you. Yeah. As in, like, don't come to his He was just kind of smiling. He'd hold his hand out. He could slowly pan his head back and forth. He'd say a couple things, and that was about it. I mean, uh, what's... I don't even know what George Bush Sr.'s wife's name is. It's not Barbara because that's... Laura Bush is his... Oh, uh, Laura is... Yeah, okay. It's George so is Barbara Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she looked fine. She was pretty chipper. So that was George H. Bush. I said George W. Bush. That's an error as an omission yep. on my part. Yep. But we can okay. go right to the report card here. Jump to it. Yeah, I'm going to grade you on sandwiches. Okay. This uh, is a subjective scale, but I like where you're going here. Yeah. Um, you were very balanced today. Didn't try to do anything over the top. I knew I didn't have content. But you were very much a turkey club. You didn't get out of hand and try to like throw Chipotle on there. Okay. Maybe just a classic Dijon turkey club did the job, kept it straight, mm-hmm. and consistent. I appreciate that. I'm going to say you're, the scale here in my mind, it kind of goes from a ham sandwich, which in my mind is the shittiest sandwich. If you just have ham between two pieces of bread, outside of like a Cuban-style sandwich, mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And then... I agree with that. At the high end of the range... 
I'm gonna give you like a pastrami uh, on yeah, the eye. Yeah, I Oof, think. Yeah, pastrami. Now, you got a lot in between. It's not just two metrics there, because like, where do I put a Monte Cristo? Right, that's not something I like that much, but it's very different. It's almost outside the scale. Yep. A lot of ins, a lot of outs that you gotta play here. Mm-hmm. What I'm gonna rate you. Eileen took down a Monte Cristo, FYI, at Disneyland. She loved it. Yeah. 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 A little bit of powdered sugar on there. Oh, there was. It was just so deep fried. There's so much shit on it. She loved it. Yeah, it, it, that's one of those sandwiches where you can only handle like half of it. You would never want to eat a whole one. But, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to give you a Cajun-style turkey sandwich. Ooh. So, you know, some of that orangish-red pepper around the side mm. looks pretty good, pretty enticing. Probably completely fake, <laughs> but that's okay. You're willing to accept that because it's seasoning things a bit. Um... You see them putting it together. The bread looks pretty good. You get excited for it. You get excited for the Disneyland story. They hit you with two giant scoops of avocado for no fucking reason. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. It's 2016. People put avocado on everything. Despite the fact that avocado tastes like nothing. Yeah. It's like a consistency thing. Oh, yeah. You know, you get a little bit of cheese, a little bit of maybe some pepper mayo or something like that on there. Yeah. And you get the sandwich. And it just tastes like a turkey sandwich. It just tastes bland. It's not bad. Yeah. You had such great hopes, but just... Got a little fired up for, you know, this is going to be Cajun style. It's going to be something I haven't had before. So, I mean, look, what I'm trying to say is I think we could have done more with Disneyland. But I'm glad that you brought it. And I can't say that I brought any better content at all. Or any content, really. Whatsoever. Mm. So, it's been great to record. I had hoped that episode 20 would go down differently. But it is what it is. Till next time, I realize how hard it is to ask questions to rate, rate a scale because I asked my dad to la- rate a level of iced tea when I tried to record with him last week. <laughs> yeah. And he went on some long tangent about how he'd be remiss if he didn't mention how uh, he was named after some IRA guy from Irish Republican Army or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah sure. And he went on for about three minutes, and then so at one point I go, so what type of tea would you say? Or did he drink tea? <laughs> and then he just didn't acknowledge that at all. It was pretty interesting. To you were trying a- to get him to rate the tea itself, or you were trying to get get him to use an iced tea spectrum to rate you? To rate me. Okay. Right. Which he, he, I asked him maybe 12 to 15 questions. Yeah. I'd be lucky if he answered one of them. <laughs> but he had something to say on all of them. So. Okay. That's well, it. Till next time. Thanks, all right. guys. Thanks.